Hello and welcome to Marvel Cinematic University. I'm your professor, Alex, and with me today is the worst student ever, Jacob. It's me. I don't... I, I'm i like... Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay. I was like, oh, shit, I'm did dark. I not... <laughs> I uh, I was worried I didn't turn our mics on, and uh, then I looked down and realized I did turn our mics on, so... Oh, okay. Now I feel better about myself. Look at us. It's, uh, you know... It's a work-as-you-go kind of thing. Work in progress. Well, welcome to class, Jacob. Today, we're going to learn all about Iron Man, the second one. Some people call it Iron Man 2, but I call it Iron Man Jr. I thought it was better than the first one. You would be in the minority, I think. Because Don Cheadle's in it. That's true. I think Don Cheadle does make a better roadie than... uh. What's oh, his face? Gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By far. I mean, that's why he's been doing it for uh, 14 years at this point. Yeah. Or no, 12 years. At... This was 2010, so he's been doing it for 12 years, while uh, What's-His-Face only did it for a year. Hey, you know, sometimes you gotta recast, just like with the Hulk. Yeah, and then you had um, Scar Joe in it. So today we're gonna learn all about Iron Man Dose. And... Yeah. You're going to tell us the story in a little bit of Iron Man 2, what happened, and uh, and let's see if you took any notes or if you uh, even watched it. I definitely watched it. Didn't take notes. Um, that wasn't in the cards. Almost never is. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. Right here, though. Even it's though like I, have, I have a photo of you taking notes last class, so you're a liar. Oh, those uh, those were doodles. Actually. <laughs> um, so let's learn all about Iron Man 2. So Iron Man 2 had a budget of $200 million. Uh, I believe that's $60 million more than the first one. Yeah, Iron Man 3 had a budget of $300 million. It was $1 million in budget for every movie. Uh, that's false information. I'm going to have to give you an automatic F for this class. Class dismissed. Oh, you hate to see it. <laughs> Actually, I don't know how... I do remember Iron Man 3 was a higher budget, I think, than Iron Man 2. Maybe not that much higher, but... Um, because it came... That was the first film right after Avengers. Yeah, Iron Man 3. Money. Money, please! Iron Man 2 also did bring in a box office of $623.9 million uh, domestically. It's pretty good. That's very good. Um, yeah, it's even yeah, more good. than... It's more than the original Iron Man. I think uh, the original Iron Man brought in like 500 million, something around there. Um, so it definitely made its money back. <laughs> yeah, Hulk brought in about 37 cents. So I think Hulk doubled its box office or uh, doubled its budget in the box office, but it still wasn't like considered a success. I can guarantee you no one's ever watched that movie more than once. I exist. I've no one that... good has watched that movie more than once. Hurtful, but okay. <laughs> um, this movie was also directed by John Favreau. Uh, you might remember him as the director of the first Iron Man movie. Yeah, Happy. Happy Hogan. Yeah. And he actually boxes in this one like he does in the comic books. I saw that. He got his uh he gets butt kicked by Scarjo. He did. He did get his butt kicked by Scarjo. So some would say he probably wrote that into the film on purpose. So this film is the third movie in the MCU. 
uh, as you might know, as you've watched the other two. And uh, you might notice something weird. We're on the third film, and Captain America still isn't in the list yet, so I don't know why you thought that was the first film. It literally has first in its title. Hey, you know what? That's fair. I can't really fault you for that. Chronologically, it is the first film. Chronologically, Thor would be the first film. The, the first ten minutes of Thor. We're, takes... uh, we're really splitting hairs here. Then, yeah, you're correct. Thank you. We are splitting hairs here. That's what the whole point of this class is. This movie takes place during Fury's Big Week uh, in 2011. So you might remember we've talked a little bit about Fury's Big Week. That was that consists of the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Thor all taking place in the same week. You're going to learn more about that um, in two weeks-ish when we go over... No, sorry, three weeks when we do the class on... Fury's big week. Oh, okay. Um, there's some references to it that we'll go over when we start going through the plot of the movie, but there's there's some references that teach us that, oh, this might be happening in the same week as these other movies. I didn't catch any of those. No, no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> but don't worry, that's what I'm here for. All right, Jake, well, you know what it's time for? A quiz. No, that comes at the end of class. Oh, okay. It's time for you to tell us all about Iron Man 2. I want my board. So I knew you were going to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, been dreading it for some time now, because I, I don't know if I could chronologically put this movie together. I'll help um, you. I'll, I'll help you. I'll walk you through. So there's Tony Stark. And... Yes, he exists. <laughs> He is an MCU character. He's actually the main character of this film. So go ahead. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, actually, um, he's like kind of or he's dying because the thing in his chest is like killing him, but also keeping him alive. Mm hmm. Um, that's a that's the big plot of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's this guy named Whiplash played by Mickey Rourke. Mm hmm. Uh, who's actually probably one of the coolest villains got a parrot he does have a parrot i don't actually no. is it a parrot i guess no. it is a parrot it is a parrot yeah it is a parrot. i know it's his yeah it's cockatoo. where's it might be a cockatoo where's my bird my bird my bird you know who my uh favorite villain is in this movie i want to know this transition here <laughs> my favorite villain in this movie is justin hammer and i really want him to come back to the mcu at some point and i think he's gonna in armor wars which is coming up uh, it's sometime in a couple of years, it just got announced as a movie, but I really want him back because he's like my favorite villain. He's just like so goofy. Yeah, I mean, Hammer products are, you know, dog shit. They're oh yeah, like don't. I'm don't getting you... ahead of myself here, but like honestly, one of my favorite parts in the whole movie is when Don Cheadle has the uh, the. What is it? The divorce rocket or whatever mm -hmm. on his shoulder. And he's like, I've been saving this. And then he shoots it at uh, Whiplash and it dies and bounces off of him before it gets there. And Tony Stark goes hammering. Yeah, his uh, his technology sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, We actually he, his technology comes back. He hasn't come back to the MCU fully yet, but his technology comes back and okay. it's it's just as garbage. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that when we talk about uh, season three. 
Maybe season one even of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know he gets referenced a bunch in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So Tony Stark is kind of like living it up, being the savior of the world and the one who brought peace to the world. He didn't necessarily save the world. He No, I know, but he like assumes he did because he has the Iron Man suit. Okay, yeah. That's, you know what? That sounds more Tony Stark. Yeah. And then uh, I think Congress like wants to buy the suit. So, and he doesn't want anyone to own it. Mm-hmm. So Congress is basically like trying to get it so that he can't privately own the technology that the government should be able to seize the technology uh, and should not be in the possession of a civilian's hands. Uh, it's basically this hearing at the beginning of the movie is kind of the basis around what we'll learn about in the future of civil war. Um it's kind of the first mention of who should have the power and who should control the power. So that's that's kind I mean, of like they kind of, said, they kind of did that in Hulk too. Yeah, but so this is more yeah. like the the legal aspect of it, which is gets talked, which is like the biggest point of Civil War. Oh, okay. Which when we get to that, we get to that. We'll yeah, we'll learn cool. all about that. Yeah. Um... Uh, and, Another little connection here in the the senator thing, um, what's his name? Uh, senator Stern, in the Winter Soldier, which we'll talk about in a, way in the future. That's Phase Two. Um, in that movie, though, he's confirmed to be a Hydra agent. So he works for Hydra, and that's one of the biggest reasons he's trying to get this technology. Classic Hydra. <laughs> You know, they want they want all the power for themselves. Yeah, yeah, classic. You'll learn all about Hydra in two weeks. So after that, he does a race like the race at Monaco, the F1 race, Mm -hmm. which is where he runs into Whiplash for the first time. Oh, man, you've you've skipped the whole part of this movie. No, you skipped the introduction to uh, to Natasha Romanoff. Oh, yeah, she was in there, too. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Uh, Tony Stark tries to hit on her says i'll take one and she introduces herself as natalia rushman yes not um, romanoff pretending to be his uh like legal thing i forgot what she's pretending to be like but a he, like, legal secretary something yeah it's something like that oh she's drawing up the paperwork for pepper to become ceo of the company yes because tony makes pepper ceo of the company yes Continue. Are we at the race now? We can be at the race now if you want to be. I don't know anything else that happened in between there. I can't remember. No, that's pretty much it. Ah, well, this is where Tony Stark runs into old Whiplash there. Literally. Literally, with this car. Yeah, probably gave some of those drives Whiplash, if you think about it. Um, well, that's, that's why that his out. name is Whiplash. Yeah. Not because of the whips he has that are apparently very electric and cutting oh so i forgot to mention this and i guess this is a good time to bring it up now is um whiplash is essentially like the reverse iron man so the opening scene of this movie where he's building his technology yeah it's literally remember yeah i forgot about that scene it's literally a shot for shot remake of when tony's building his first suit in the cave yeah yeah, he was like in a cave. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I kind of like how they did that. 
It's shot for shot. And then this armor that he has during this race is supposed to look like uh, Tony's Mark I armor from the first movie. Yeah, it did. Yeah. More or less. So it, and uh, it's supposed to kind of look more scrappy like his did in the in the first movie. Yeah, and I'm a little confused as to why he hates Tony Stark, but I think that gets explained later in the movie, and I'll probably figure it out. I mean, it gets explained pretty early on in the movie. It's uh, his dad, Tony's dad, and they Ivan's dad. They were working dad. on like a project together, right? They were working on specifically the arc reactor together. Okay, yeah. Which is the technology in Tony's chest, which is also the energy, the uh, technology that's powering Whiplash's technology. Yeah, and he was the scientist that defected from Russia. Correct. Okay. See, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'll mark that down uh, on your grade, your report card. Oh, that's a golden star for the day. Mm, it's like a half a golden star. I'm going to get golden stars and put them on my chest <laughs> when you award them. Oh man. <laughs> I can um, just add I'll just edit that in. <laughs> so uh, that can be the half gold star. You know, they find a little loophole here. Uh-oh. Uh so while Whiplash is like slicing and dicing these F1 cars here, they all got radios. They've all been told to stop. For some reason they're not stopping. And I think that's something to look at there. Maybe these race car drivers have something against Tony Stark. They're trying to help Whiplash. You don't think um you don't think Whiplash jammed the radio? I don't think that at all. Why not? It was never mentioned in the movie. Doesn't have to mention to be true. Marvel does a lot of things that are sly that they don't mention. What happened in the background? That just seems like an easy way to fill plot holes. Like, no. So, like, for example, at the beginning of this movie, when Tony's talking to Pepper and giving her the company, right? Two things happen. One, in the background, we see uh, his blueprints for the suitcase technology that we see in this scene. And two, we hear the video for the first time of his dad talking to him, but Tony's not paying attention to it. And it's basically telling us the whole plot of the movie of that the expo looks like the arc reactor. That it's the blueprints for the arc reactor. How many times have you watched this movie? To notice that. Like, is there, did you like go through a point where you didn't actually watch the movie? You just watched the background of the movie? Look. And then you had to watch the background of the movie for a second time to put one and two together? Look, look. This is going to come up a lot during this movie. Um,. A lot of things that you probably didn't notice while watching this movie. And uh, I just want you to remember that there's a reason I'm teaching this class. Touch grass. No, I don't want to. Or a highway. Touch a highway with a truck on it. Can, can I touch Iron Man's armor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, so they have a grand old fight at the F1 track in Monaco. And then mm-hmm. uh, they arrest Whiplash. And then Hammer gets Whiplash out of jail. Okay, so you forgot the part where Tony goes and talks to Whiplash. Now this is this is another one of them important back background things, right? So Tony's talking to Whiplash, and Whiplash is like acting like he succeeded, and Tony's like, "Well, you didn't succeed. I, I I'm still alive. You didn't kill me." And he said, 
you don't have to kill a god. You just have to make a god bleed or something along the lines of that. Hey, that is a... at that part there and I was paying attention to my wall or something. That's fair. That is a lesson that Tony remembers in Infinity War. In Infinity War, he punches oh, Thanos know. and makes Thanos bleed. Yeah. Yeah. You're putting the the tacks in the wall and then drawing a <laughs> string around them. You're exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that Tony learns throughout the movies that aren't specifically stated of him learning it, but that he shows that he learned later on. Um, we'll get to one that he learns from this movie when we talk about Avengers. Actually, you know what? I could just I can bring it up. We're going to do also do a whole episode probably on uh, Iron Man and his armor and what he's learned throughout these movies, because there's a lot to unpack, like since he's the backbone of the MCU uh, for the first uh, saga, basically. So in this movie, uh, when Whiplash hits his armor with the the whip, basically it drains the energy from his suit, right? Yeah. So in his next suit that he wears during the Avengers, when Thor hits him with lightning, he's actually made it so that his suit takes in the power instead of letting the power drain the suit. Yeah, you see that in Endgame, right? No, that doesn't necessarily. I don't think that happens in Endgame because his by that time his suit's nano powered. He's wearing a nano suit in Endgame, but in uh, the regular Avengers, the first Avengers movie, when Thor hits him with the hammer, is when uh, it, like it powers up his suit to one hundred and ninety percent or something like that. Um, but yeah, it uh, it might happen in Endgame too. But yeah, that's all because he learned here that electricity could drain a suit, and he needed to like combat that. You see that in the first movie, too, when his suit freezes. Yep, he learns immediately that his suit should not freeze when he's getting gets that high, and it helps him win that battle as well. Yeah. His next iteration of the suit always fixes a mistake that he learned from the previous iteration. Yeah, he had, like, two or three suits in this one. Yes, I think he has two. No, he has three, because he has the Centurion yeah. armor. Yep. Uh... The armor he pisses in, and then the <laughs> armor that uh, he puts his new element in. You don't see this, but he actually put a catheter in his next suit. So, it's highly theorized that the reason Tony and Nebula were able to survive so long in Endgame is because... In this movie specifically, he mentions that the filtration system in his suit filters the piss so well that you could drink it. Piss drinker. There's there's a theory that they used that system while they were I like stuck to think they had in space. Lots of Aquafina on that ship. Mm. Mm, you would like to think that. Enough for a year or two. I don't think so. All right, we're, we're in the... Oh, breakout. He's breaking out of jail. Yes, yes. Uh, Army Hammer gets him out of jail. Um... Army Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know Army Hammer was in this movie. Yeah, he's the CEO guy for Hammer Tech. <laughs> I think you mean Justin Hammer. <laughs> yeah. <that guy laughs> um, he's pissed because he doesn't have his bird. He wants his burb. Um... And then he takes them to, like, his, like, suit collection. 
and he's like, we got all these suits made, but like we can't find anyone to pilot it. No um, pilots. The old pilots. <laughs> no one wants to wear that hammer tech. It's trash. Meanwhile, like, Rhodey comes to buy like all the stuff from hammer tech. I'm thinking I missed a part in there somewhere. Yeah, you missed a huge part. That That's way later on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Tony officially like sells the or gives the company to Pepper in between there somewhere. Oh, Tony, um, he like figures something out with a coil like his dad, right? That's also later in the movie. <laughs> what did I miss? So at this point, he's basically it's more of like downtime. He's arguing with Pepper. Uh, he's dealing with the fact that his suit's gonna kill him. And he decides to pretty much go on a bender. So then he throws a party at his house. Oh, this is the birthday scene? Okay, yeah. So I thought we already covered that. No, so he throws a party. Rhodey interrupts the party. And so then Rhodey goes oh, down. He's and like, you're right, the party ended. For now, in 15 minutes, the after party's starting. This is based off the comic line where... What's it called? Uh... Yeah, I can't remember what the comic it's based off of is, but uh, it's basically a comic where Tony becomes addicted to alcohol and goes on benders, and it's basically an allusion to that comic. The movie was supposed to be more about him dealing with his inner demons like that, um, but they kind of went a more lighthearted way with it. Disney. Uh, this was, uh, I want to say this one was was sold by Paramount, or distributed by Paramount. Oh. Yeah, this was before Disney did not make the purchase until actually, sorry, Disney did purchase Marvel eight months before this movie was released, but did not just start distributing Marvel movies until Iron Man 3, I believe it is. Oh, I, okay. Paramount had them until Iron Man 3. Well, I, uh, so Marvel Studios was an independent company until Disney purchased them, but Paramount had the distribution rights. Oh, OK. So they got what? the movies up until yeah i'm gonna say every marvel movie was was distributed by paramount except for incredible hulk which is distributed by universal up until iron man 3 okay i got you um but no so then here so then like uh roadie buys like the ghost of like buy the weapons mm-hmm no, um, uh, so Bob, you forgot the biggest fight, the best fight in the movie, where Rhodey steals oh, the Mark II. And, uh, Iron Man fight, yeah. In the yeah, Rhodey Ro- steals Mark II, and then fights Tony, and, and then, then flies off. Hand thing. Mm-hmm. And they go. And Tony's basically left for dead, and lets Rhodey take the suit. Pretty much, yeah. All right, so now Rhodey goes and sells. It goes in. Definitely goes to Hammer Tech, buys all the suits. Um, buys the weapons. Yep, the weapons. And then he, at that point, I think he, like, that's like subtly saying he's involved with Hammer Tech now because he shows up later in the movie wearing one of the suits. So I think you're confused. So the suit that he's wearing throughout the entire movie is the suit that Tony made. So it's the suit that he steals from Tony. He goes and he get, he gets the technology from uh, Hammer Tech put onto that suit to become the war machine. Okay, that I thought that suit looked familiar. 
Yeah, it's the Mark II suit. That's that's what that whole party scene is, is he steals the suit in the party scene. Oh, and that's when he got the suit. Yeah. And then it's oh. it's an illusion from the first movie where when uh, Tony takes off uh, to fight Obadiah State in the first movie, Brody looks at the Mark II armor and says, next time. <laughs> that's funny. But he never got to wear it because he got recast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, so... But, I mean, that doesn't really change the fact that's when he starts kind of working with Hammertack a little bit. He's, I, it's not really his choice. It's because he's with the, he's in the army. He's in, yeah, the, he's in the army, Air Force. So, yeah. And the Air Force is contracting Justin Hammer for this. Yeah. So you're right, but you're wrong. I'm kind of right. It's a good thing I've already perfected the F animation. Oh, no. <laughs> not good. Uh, so. After that, oh man, this is really strong. I told you my brain was going to be all over the place tonight, dude. Well, okay, where does Tony go? What happens to Tony? It's one of the most iconic Iron Man scenes. He goes uh, driving and buys some strawberries. So, I'll give you a big hint. Donut. You wanted me to pull the scene where he's boozing in the donut out of my ass? He's hung over in the donut. Yeah, I've been there, but like... I didn't think that was like a crucial moment that I had to remember. Who shows up in that scene? Uh, Nick Fury, but like, I mean, it gives him like the favorite part of the movie. So he's in a Dota and uh, Nick Fury walks up and is like, hey, you dumb drunk. We got to take care of shit. Look here, you booze bag. Stop drinking in the Dota and come help me. We got shit to do. Exactly. And then they go into the donut shop, and this is where we learn that uh, Natasha Romanoff was working for fucking Fury the whole time. Yep, that's when we found that out. And then they also find out that, or, uh, um, we also know that Nick Fury knows that Tony's dying and gives him a bunch of files from his dad to help hear what he's dealing with. Yes, and that's when Tony, like, learns about his dad and everything his dad sends that message message to him it's a little Um, bit later so then (laughs) yeah so then he goes back to his uh back to his house to start working on it and trying to figure it out and trying to put this puzzle together and uh this is where we see my favorite colson who uh is talking to tony about his dad and like kind of jogs tony's mind of what he needs to look at to so okay so i was gonna bring up this part Mm because i specifically remembered phil colson i was gonna bring it up to appease (laughs) you and then uh i just got the like points in the movie kind of mixed up i thought he saw the video first and then saw phil colson and was making working on the box and stuff no so he he starts video Phil Coulson working on the stuff. Instead, it's working on the stuff. Phil Coulson video. Yeah, I think it's Phil Coulson working on the stuff. Video figuring out the puzzle. Yes, and he makes Gee. that thing, and they can stick it in his chest again to make him not die anymore. Mm-hmm. So he figures out that um, the expo is basically his dad's 
uh design for the arc reactor element yeah that yeah, in he... and tony basically has to invent an entire new element um also when when phil colson comes back when tony's actually like doing the work um he finds that tony has something in his possession do you know what that thing is they make a point of it Olsen says, what are you doing with this? Oh, it's Natasha Romanoff's nudes. No, like Coulson understood. He had his own. Um, <laughs> it's the Captain America shield. <laughs> it is the Captain America shield. And Tony uh, Stark's like, that's exactly what I've been looking for. And then uses it to prop up the machine. He's like, yes, level now. Um, again, that's the we saw that in the first movie uh, in the background. It's basically just a prototype. Probably that his dad worked on after uh, Cap went into the ice with their normal shield, with the original yeah, shield. It looks like a thing of aluminum foil right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I think probably something they were working on uh, to try and replicate vibranium. Yeah, ultra vibrator anium. All right, so now I think you're probably, you probably know where we are in the film. Oh, also actually, you don't. Um, so then Coulson says he's leaving. Do you know where Coulson's going? To talk to Nick Fury. No, no. Coulson's leaving for a new state, for a new mission. New Mexico. New Mexico, uh, which we find out later. And you know what they say about New Mexico? Not Missouri. If if you if you hear thunder, don't come a knocking. Yeah, because that's where uh, Thor takes yeah, place. Portman lives. I mean, it's where she's doing her science project. Sure. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, he's... One day project. She ain't going home after that. She lives in New Mexico. He's taking off to go to New Mexico because there was a sighting of Thor's hammer there. And he has to figure out what this hammer is when he gets there. We'll talk all about that next week. I'm but this sure is... he pops up in Thor. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> Uh, but this is one of those allusions to Fury's big week, because even Nick Fury, uh, when they're in the diner, says, I have bigger things in New Mexico that are way more important than you to be dealing with. And so it's then a Tony says uh, something like, I'm the most important thing you have. And he's like, not that important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this whole movie, too, is about him, like, becoming a consultant for S.H.I.E.L.D. and Because he thinks he's, like, going to be the leader of the Avengers Initiative. And then they're just like, we're going to use you as a consultant for now. Um, So, yeah, he goes to New Mexico, and then what happens? So, after he goes to New Mexico, Tony figures out, obviously, how to do the thing. And he, he starts shooting a laser off that thing, right? And just, like, starts cutting his building in half. He's like, whoopsies! Another thing he learns later on in the movie to uh to replicate um also so the element that he makes is theorized to be how do i want to say this it's theorized to be similar to the power that comes off the space stone as most likely howard stark uh was basing it off the design of the tesseract we see a picture of the tesseract in his dad's journal earlier on when he's doing his work um, the Tesseract being the space stone that we see in Captain America. So that's why it's like blue and shiny like that. It's also theorized that in so the I thought that when I saw mm -hmm. it, I was like, is that the uh, Tesseract that he's using? But I, I was pretty sure it wasn't. No, it's so it's not the Tesseract, but it's like supposed to like mimic the Tesseract's power, basically. Okay. Um, and that's 
It's theorized that's why the Mind Stone didn't work on Tony in The Avengers when uh, Loki hits him in the chest with it. It's theorized... Oh, it's like... It's like the same power, kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, it didn't affect it. Like, two plus two right there. Exactly. So, uh... So that's another thing that plays in later on, and we'll talk more about it when we get to the Avengers. Funny how people always say two plus two and not one plus one. Well, no one knows what one plus one is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess it's harder, but... Well, it's not a math class. <laughs> <laughs> we should just put like an insanely difficult math problem on the screen and just have you and I stare at it and try to solve it. <laughs> All right, so where do we pick up in this story? I think it's that, like, fair thing that comes up next. What's the fair called? World's Fair? Stark Fair? Hammerfest? Close. Hammerfest. It's the Stark Expo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hammerfest. That sounds like a party I'd go to. So that happens, and that's when, uh, so Garjo and Pepper Potts are at this festival. Mm-hmm. And then... That's when uh, Justin Hammers like goes up on stage. He's like showing off it, or he starts giving like a presentation. Comes on doing some kind of dance, like I think it was like the gritty or something before the gritty was the gritty. Uh, so he goes up on stage. He's doing his little dance, his twerk. Uh, I think he twerked on stands or something. Then he shows off his, you know, obviously giving speech. Shows off his new robots. He's got one for like each branch of the military, kind of like Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force. And they all come up to the corresponding theme song. Yes, I noticed that. Very good. Very good. I thought the background shots were cool, too. And then Rhodey comes out, you know, comes up out of the floor Mm -hmm. like that. And kind of weird. He was in like dark, like in an Iron Man suit during like hammer's presentation well it's because hammer put the the weapons on him and was like trying to take credit for it being his suit (laughs) Mm. because he knows this stuff is shit yeah exactly Um, that's kind of like happening and everything and then uh pepper pots is like whoa Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. can't you can't do that and um then uh old buddy mickey rourke activates the robots and go to go into kill mode when Tony Stark flies in mm-hmm. and cause Tony Stark figures out that hammer and uh, whiplash are working together. And so he's like, you got to get everyone out of here. Just trust me for like 15 seconds or five minutes or something like that. I'm looking for a nod of approval. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the nod you wanted? <laughs> I need, Continuous affirmation and all. Oh, You're doing stuff. good, buddy. You're doing a good job. All right, and then, continue. And then Captain America comes and kills all the robots. Movie over. Fail, fail, fail. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but as this is happening, Whiplash is like activating the robots to kill Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone kind of notices it. And Tony Stark obviously knows notices it. Because, uh, does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Rhodey's like, I can't move, I'm locked up. And then Tony's like, Well, I gotta get away from everyone, so he shoots up through the ceiling. I think there's a hole in it, 
Mm-hmm. Well, now there's. Uh, Rhodey follows after him, and then all the ro- a couple robots, I think, from the Air Force follow after him. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. They fly. And then the other ones start, like, attacking all the people, kind of. Yeah, and uh, you would notice here that Tony saves a bunch of people, right? Yeah, I was really hoping that one kid with the Iron Man suit just got blasted off the face of this planet. Like, that would have made my day. Do just you know? That guy pointed a whole ass, like, 50 cal bullet, at, like, machine gun at him. And it was just going to blow him off the face of this planet. And Tony Stark saves his ass. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, what is this? Like, I'm so on. happy you mentioned that kid. Do you know who that kid is? Chris Pratt. Nope. Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. Chris Pratt was Starting a kid in the eighties. Uh, no, I don't know who the kid is. The kid is Peter Parker. No shot. It is. The uh, Kevin Feige has recon confirmed that that is Peter Parker. I pulled up the scene here because I didn't think you would specifically remember the kid. I was so happy when you remembered the kid. Oh, I made note of that kid. Yeah, um, that's I like that... Spider-Man. Look, I, I like Spider-Man's probably top three favorite superheroes of all time. Right. But mm-hmm. I wish that kid got blown away. Like. I would have laughed. So hard. I would still be laughing. <laughs> that would be my favorite movie of all time. If, that robot and the kid went, you know, like there was no need for that kid to be <laughs> Spider-Man and there was no need for that kid to be spared. But it makes sense that he's Peter Parker, right? Peter Parker, a huge Iron Man fan, would be the one to like put himself between danger like that. How do you get into the fest? You think his family can afford? Oh, Bob you don't May think and Uncle Ben can afford to get him a ticket? <laughs> you don't think uh, smart Peter Parker, the one who wants to be a future scientist, would want to be at a Stark Expo and his aunt May is like six years old, bro. Yeah, so it's honestly also possible that his parents were still alive during this, and his parents probably had some money. They probably died from the fucking gunfire. That's confirmed. Either that or Aunt May and Uncle Ben are absolute scumbags. They chose to save their own life and leave the kid behind because that kid had no parental supervision. (laughs) Maybe Peter Parker snuck in himself, and that's why he, he didn't have to pay for a ticket. If they're still scumbags, what are they doing not watching after six-year-olds? They're working to afford to take care of a six-year-old. Yeah, obviously they both have to take 40 hours extra work this week so they can send their six-year-old kid to a convention all with right. adults all alone. Anyway, another excellent battle scene. So they do the whole flying through fighting, a lot of exploding cars I thought was cool. Um, they finally crash land in like in back into the like the the fair, right? Or the area. Mm-hmm. The festival. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where the like the end battle takes place after they absolutely like litter most of the the other they litter all the kill bots. Yeah. And then Whiplash comes down, they have it out with Whiplash. They do the buddy thing again where they're like, ah and then they go boom. Kill Whiplash and then uh the second uh, villain to be wearing an Iron Man suit. Just putting yeah. that out there. <laughs> so, Tony um, likes to fight people in Iron Man suits. Yeah, well, good idea. People copy it. <laughs> and then Whiplash says, you've already lost. And he's like, what? And then all the suits start 
beeping. Mm-hmm. And they realize it's going to explode. And then Tony goes, oh, no, Pepper. Not like there's a million other people there. Oh, he doesn't care about Aunt May and yeah, Uncle Ben. Yeah. They're scumbags. By the way. <laughs> probably including P- Peter Parker's scumbag parents. Um, They probably... You know, you're leaving a six year old behind. You can't be great people. Probably deserve to die. Yeah. And well. then, <laughs> and then um, he flies up, saves Pepper Potts. They land on a roof. Uh, they start arguing and progressively getting closer. It's a little like you know, a kiss is coming. I'm like, okay, let like make, let's make this a little less obvious here. They just <laughs> kept getting closer, and I was like, oh, this is typical Hollywood here putting their touch on this movie. And uh, so they're like making out and Rhodey's in the background watching the whole thing for a good like 45 seconds. I mean, he's got to get his kick somewhere. Yeah, he's really, you know, doing his thing. And uh, he's like, then I think he says something and then he's like, Tony says like, go get a roof. He's like, this is my roof. I was here first. You get a roof. You get a roof. Uh, like roll credits or something like that. I don't know. And what happens after the credits? I don't know. I, I, I to be honest, I always forget. I, I stopped it after I saw the first name of the credits pop up. You gotta watch I'm these end credit scenes. This, so, the end credit scene, uh, rolls up and you see, uh, Coulson rolling up in New Mexico, talking to I think Fury on the phone, and. He uh, he looks down and he sees Thor's hammer. Uh, we also forgot to talk about uh, Nick Fury recruiting or uh, bringing Tony into Shield headquarters to discuss his future with Shield and giving him making him a consultant. Where in uh, and reading off Natasha's statement of him, because Natasha was his handler for this whole movie. Yep, we did forget to talk about that. But yeah, so for your retelling of this movie, I'm going to give you a solid D+. Plus. I, I don't see how that's a party. D's get degrees, baby. I want you to know it would be a, it would be an F, but you mentioned Coulson. Well, I pay attention for that guy. All right. Well, let me give you some fun facts about this movie that we haven't gone over yet. Um, I love the fun fact. So we already talked about how Ivan... That, you know, Whiplash is in the same pose as Tony for the from the first film. Vichenko? Ivan Vachenko? I think it's just Vanko. Is it Anko? Vanko. Anko, some, yeah, it was something O. Yeah, Vanko. V in an O somewhere. Yeah, Vanko. Vanko. Yeah, it was Vanko. Vanko. Ivan Vanko. Tanko breadcrumbs. No, no, it was Vanko. Vanko? Anko? Alright. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Ironettes the dancing girls on stage at the beginning at the Stark Expo they are members of the Los Angeles Chargers cheering squad or at least they were in 2011 or 2010 oh okay let's see hopefully uh, Antonio Cromartie wasn't on that team Antonio Cromartie has 27 kids that's like one kid for every Marvel movie the old film of Howard Stark that Tony is watching is reminiscent of Walt Disney's film pitch for Epcot. Really? Yeah, it's basically like that's how Walt Disney presented the idea for Epcot. It was 
on the same kind of table that the Stark Expo is, and it, it's a video just like that. Oh, that's kind of cool. I would like to see Walt Disney's head in that picture somewhere. Uh, man, do you think uh, Howard Stark grows his head? Possibly. Probably. He probably did. I like to think so. Uh, at the cocktail party in Monaco, Tony briefly interacts with Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I forgot, yep. I forgot to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That might have gotten you a C. Yeah. No, I saw that. Damn it. Oh, God, <laughs> I specifically wanted to bring that up when I saw it. Do you know who else is at that party in Monaco? Richard Branson. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um... The woman who Tony slept with in Iron Man 1. The news anchor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't pay her no mind. Whoa. Final fling. You know, past fling. No big deal. Get her out of uh, here. I had one more thing. What was it? Uh, there was, you know, Stanley alert. Stanley alert. Stanley made a cameo in the backstage scene at the Stark Expo as a man who Tony mistakes as Larry King. Remember that. Look at you remembering things that I tell you. Um, We talked about how Senator Stern is confirmed in Captain America oh, Winter Soldier to that. be a... That huh? scene him was funny. Oh, with uh, Senator Stern? Yeah, when yeah. Tony makes him give him the award. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh... Nick Fury pulls some strings for that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, well, um, I need someone to present the award. <laughs> which actually shows his close ties with S.H.I.E.L.D., which is basically Hydra. Yeah. We'll learn all about that when we talk about Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier. I got some questions about Nick Fury. Questions? Oh, uh, you know what's a good time for you to ask those questions? No, like when it comes up. That's yeah. I was going to say, when we go over Nick Fury's big week, that's when you can ask all your questions about Nick Fury. Yeah, either that. Yeah, I'll ask. that's kind of what I meant. Uh, in Howard's journal, we see a picture of the Tesseract. I already mentioned that. No, yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. we talked about how Captain America's shield came up. We talked about the young boy that Iron Man saves is young Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so in the scene where... Uh, Nick Fury is going over Natasha's report with Tony. There's a map in the background, right? This map has several points of interest, including the college where the Hulk was rampaging, um, a mark for the search of Captain America, a mark showing a threat in New Mexico, and a mark labeled in Africa, Wakanda. Eight Wakanda years before Black... Eight years before Black Panther uh, premiered. Wow. Um, <clears throat> also in the scene, we see footage uh, from WHIH, I think it is, uh, showing the Hulk's rampage at the college. Again, another point showing that this all happened in the same week. And uh, both Nick Fury and Agent Coulson mentioned that they're working on something important in the South southwestern united states this is a direct reference to thor and that's your it's all connected now jake do you think you know everything there is to know about iron man 2 i could um well it's time for your pop quiz that i tell you about so it's not really a pop quiz hit me with it there sloppy jalopy all right question number one who plays ivan vanka 
A, Mickey Rourke, B, Sam Rockwell, C, Robert Downey Jr., or D, Don Cheadle? Mickey Rourke. That is correct. Oh, wow. Wow, how'd you know that? There you go. Look at you go. All right. Number two. What kind of animal would it appear Ivan Vanko is fond of? Is it A, a horse, B, bird, C, fox, or D, lion? Do you want better and get some extra credit here? It is B, bird, and it is a cockatoo. Look at you. I'll give you a little extra credit point for that. Nice. Question number three. What is Pepper Potts allergic to? It is, is it A, raspberries, B, chocolate, C, ice cream, or D, strawberries? I would have laughed if you said pepper. Because I would have gone with that no matter what. But it's <laughs> strawberries. That is correct. Tony brings Pepper a bunch of strawberries and she goes, did you forget I'm allergic to strawberries? Yep. And he paid a hefty price for those strawberries. Well, he paid his watch that uh, Obadiah Staten gave him. Yes. It's, a, it's the watch that he gives for the strawberries is the same watch that Obadiah Staten gives him in the first movie. So he doesn't really care about it anymore. I would kind of love that watch to have special powers and that strawberry farmer to come back as a villain. <laughs> it actually holds an Iron Man suit in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man 4, Revenge of the Strawberry <laughs> Farmer. <laughs> she didn't like my strawberries? <laughs> Tries to eliminate all people allergic to strawberries. Only kills Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number four. According to Tony's character profile, what does he display that is textbook? Is it A, ignorance, B, narcissism, C, incompetence, or D, anger? Narcissism. That is correct. Look at you. Four for four. Question number five. Name... The secondary villain in the movie. Is it A. Aldrich Killian B. Obadiah Stane C. Justin Hammer or D. Army Hammer Did you just make up D right now? I might have. (laughs) 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 That is correct. (laughs) Did it throw you for a loop? (laughs) Who was the other option that you had in there? Uh, I don't know. I, I just deleted it. Who was it? Oh, Red Skull. Oh. <laughs> Question number six. What name does Natasha use to introduce herself? Is it A, Natasha Black? B, Natasha Stark? C, Natalie Romanoff? Or D, Natalie Rushman? Natalie Rushman. P. Wild. She's like, hey, I'm Natalie Stark. You're correct, and that would be wild. I'm your uh, sister. I, I'm your mother. Imagine if she was just like, I'm Natasha Natasha Black Widow. I'm Natasha Black Widow. Imagine right. she just tosses in her sister's name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Scarlett Johansson. That's her cover. That you look just a- like her. <laughs> no shit, really. <laughs> Um. Oh, yeah. I'm Yelena Belova. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number seven. Which suit does Colonel James Rhodes take from Stark and give to the military? Is it A. Jarvis, B. 
Mark II, C, the Hulkbuster, or D, Mark III? Two. That is correct. I really thought that one was going to throw you for a loop there. It did. <laughs> I went with I think, my first instinct. I didn't think you were going to get it right. That's, I said it three times when we were going over the story because I yeah, knew it was a question one, here. Two and three. I go, oh my God. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say Hulkbuster. No, no. No one would ever associate with that movie. I mean, it isn't the name of one of Tony's armors. They don't talk about it. They they do. They talk no. about it quite often. No, never heard it. <laughs> All right. Question number eight. Who directed Iron Man 2? Is it A, John Favreau, B, James Gunn, C, Shane Black, or D, the Russo brothers? Give me a James Gunn Iron Man 2 tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I guess I that's technically Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like. I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Favreau, but God. That is correct. Just like a James Gunn Marvel Cinematic Universe, I need a parallel universe where James Gunn directs all the movies. <laughs> and not just Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. <laughs> all right, question number nine. What's Rhodey's superhero name in this film? Is it A, Iron Lad, B, Iron Monger, C, War Machine, or D, Iron Patriot? I think you copy-pasted these answers from a question last week. It's, it's War Machine, but... But he didn't have War Machine in, as the name in the last one. War Machine. You're, you're probably thinking I copied it because of Iron Monger. Yes. <laughs> Question 10. What is Ivan Vanko's supervillain name? Whiplash. It... Easy. All right. Correct. Is it A, Iron Monger, B, Whiplash, C, Red Skull, or D, Mandarin? It's Whiplash. Okay, cool. You, you got them all right. It's a 10 out of 10. Let's get it. That's an A plus for you. Yeah, it is. Look at you. Getting smarter and smarter every day. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's the bell. You hear the bell going off? I hear the bell going right. off. We got to get a bell here. We we have a bell. Oh, you edited it in after. <laughs> you, you just can't hear the bell, but we have a bell. Oh, I hear it. Look at that. <laughs> um, nice smoke detector, actually. Left a candle burning. He, he might want to he might want to go take care of that. Sure. Um, but before you do, let me tell you what your homework is. So your homework for next week is to watch Thor with uh, the main character Phil Coulson in it. Sup, Bree? What did you say? I said sup, Bree? Uh, <laughs> it was such a thick uh, QB accident that I did not understand you. First of all, it's South African. Whose accent? Were, were you not copying? Copy. Are you Copy. not co Korg? Yeah. He's Kiwi. South African. No. What the fuck is Kiwi? That's a goddamn fruit. It's New Zealand. South African. 
It's a New Zealand accent. They say sup, bro, in South African. But that's not... The Korg is from... Well, Korg's from space, but Taika Waititi's from New Zealand. <laughs> Look at our arguments being full of technicalities on both sides. <laughs> I hate you. Um, My favorite arguments to have with you are arguments neither of us have any ground to stand on, but we're trying our best to stand on ground. <laughs> that's true. Well, I think it's time we're for... We're willing to die on no ground. Or, you know what? I could just do this. Class dismissed. See y'all next week. Bitch. <laughs>